Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Christina Farrell. And I'm Allison Panisi. And you are our listeners. And as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to listen to Prep Talk on your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on social media on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and much more. Three New York City emergency management staff members and a member of the New York City Police Department recently deployed to Puerto Rico to provide emergency preparedness training to senior leaders in San Juan, and they also met with leaders in Penuela to discuss how the municipality is recovering after the 2020 earthquake. Here to discuss the city's partnership with Puerto Rico and key takeaways from these efforts are Henry Jackson, Chief Operating Officer at New York City Emergency Management, and Jocorina Duarte, Director of Intergovernmental Relations at New York City Emergency Management, both of whom were part of this effort. Thank you both for being here. Thank you, Allison, for inviting us. Thank you. Let's get right into it. Um, can you each talk to us about this partnership, including how it came to be and the goals of this work? Uh, Jokarina, let's start with you. Sure. It all started back in 2017 when Puerto Rico was going to get hit by Hurricane Category 5 named Maria. The mayor of San Juan had reached out to Mayor de Blasio requesting assistance to help San Juan. It was an interesting request because usually mutual aid requests are done through a system called Emergency Management Assistant Compact which determined the logistic for our deployments. And this was actually the first time that we were doing a city-to-city agreement, and we were unclear what, what the needs uh, that San Juan had at the moment and the challenges that they were facing after getting hit by the hurricane. Uh, as for me, I remember that the agency sent out a survey around asking employee who would like to go down um, to Puerto Rico to assist. I put my name down on the list, but I was not picked initially. However, they needed someone bilingual and someone who could be a liaison between the team and the mayor. And I met both criteria. From there, I only had three days to pack my bag and leave everything organized for my team that I was leaving behind in New York City. Uh, thanks, Yoka. And um, uh, as Yokarina mentioned, you know, we, we first got down there because of the mayor to mayor agreement uh, with the impending impact of Hurricane Maria. Um, it, it was an unusual way to do this. There's an expression in the in the industry that you know you don't want to exchange business cards in the middle of an emergency, and, and that's sort of what we did. Uh, we went down sort of with an undefined mission. Uh, we met with the mayor. I went with a, a bunch of folks on that first trip to sort of frame what the work was that we were going to do. And so uh, you know we did that during Maria and. The trip now is really to do it the right way, is to start to plan with folks before the emergency happens so we understand who the players are, we understand how they operate, and we can be more effective in the future when we come down to help. Um, and and that, that's always been the goal, is, just, is really just to help out. Thank you. It's always interesting when we go back in time and remember, I had forgotten about that survey and about uh, Jokerita being like, I'm leaving in two days. So... Uh, you know, it time certainly flies. Uh, so as you both mentioned, you uh, have, along with some others in our agency, have supported recovery efforts that affected Puerto Rico, first with the hurricane uh, almost four years ago now, 
And then uh, you both served as members of the advanced team following the January 2020 earthquakes, which were only about 18 months ago. But with everything that has gone on in New York City and Puerto Rico and the world, it might as well be another lifetime, really. Uh, and as Henry said, you now have had the opportunity uh, to go down in a much more um, organized fashion and to do some some training, uh, some preparedness efforts and exercises on the island. Uh, so could you talk to us a little bit about how your experiences uh, working these three different times in Puerto Rico have changed your perspective of the field? I'm sure. Um, I must say that it's not the same when you land on the island uh, that was just hit by a hurricane cat four and then you go back again to help during an earthquake or even if you go um, to do some training on a nice beautiful day it is a uh, three different experiences for sure and even on a personal level i am dominican i have experienced many hurricanes on the island nevertheless the earthquake i felt that i felt while being uh in guayanias doing an assessment on a convent uh was a completely new experience for me and certainly for um, puerto ricans in the island you know um, when you uh, know a hurricane might hit, you kind of know when it might hit and you kind of prepare in advance, have some time to prepare in advance. But, you know, a lot of people when I saw when the next tremor for the earthquake was going to occur or how bad it was going to be the next time. So, you know, once you experience that, you are, you know, you have it in your mind. You're clear that, you know, once you complete this mission, Puerto Rico was going to need much more to be better prepared for the next emergency. And this is when training comes in handy. Um, you want to plan ahead and test your plan and find the flaws in your plan so you can make it better for the next emergency. And that's exactly what we're trying to help them with during the training. And, you know, it's a great idea because uh, both Henry and I have been deployed to this different um, deployment. So we have the expertise and we saw what went wrong and what worked. So for us to go back to this new administration and say, hey, you know, do Maria this work uh, during the earthquake, this didn't work. Uh, we saw you in action and it didn't work. Um, how about you guys think outside of the box and you, you know, be more proactive on this area, on that area. And you think about this plans ahead of a time um, and you look at this plan ahead of a time. So you make sure your employees are ready uh, was kind of new and refreshing for uh, at least for us uh, while being on the training. Yes, and 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 you know to follow up on on that a little bit, it was it was a much much different kind of work than we're used to doing. I mean, you know, I've spent twenty years working in the city of New York. That's that's our jurisdiction. We don't usually get out of the jurisdiction that often, um, and often we're sitting in a big room in a big emergency operations center, coordinating with the city agencies and and you know finding problems and making decisions and and implementing them. You know. Going down to Puerto Rico, you know, we had a lot more in-field work. You know, we were a lot closer to the problems than, than we are in New York when we're sitting in our big room. And, you know, that, that really did change my perspective on, on the field a little bit, that that's really what the work is all about, uh, is getting people back um, uh, from where they were. Um, but, 
the other thing that 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 is sort of resonated with me is is that cities have the same problems. I mean, I think the reason we 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 do well in these mayor to mayor um, partnerships is because we're used to working for mayors, and cities have unique problems um, and unique challenges and unique resources. Um, and uh, we saw that, you know, even working uh, in San Juan, even with you know the fragility of their infrastructure and, and and the real work that needs to be done down there for for resilience. But it was really an eye opening. Uh, part of my career. Henry, and also I think it is important, right? We always say here in New York City that uh, emergency management is a discipline that we practice here in New York City, but it's really beyond borders. And like you said, we can always bring this expertise uh, to different part uh, that is needed. So, uh, you know, that's always great. And we are so glad to be given the opportunity to assess when needed and be able to provide the resources and information, um, you know, so they can be better prepared. Exactly. And uh, I was able to cross off um, earthquake from my disaster bucket list. We always say that we are constantly learning in this field. So thank you both. Um, And as you mentioned, this actually isn't the first time the city has deployed staff to another municipality. Um, Back in June 2010, um, during the recovery from a devastating earthquake, um, there was an 11-member team from New York City Emergency Management, the Fire Department, and the Health Department um, that traveled to Port-au-Prince, Haiti, uh, to help create a local community emergency response team program. Uh, we've even had collaborations where other municipalities have taught New York City a thing or two, uh, important lessons on emergency preparedness. Uh, for example, we recently had um, the Oklahoma City Office of Emergency Management share tornado preparedness tips um, with New York City residents um, through a webinar hosted by um, our Ready Up NYC uh, webinar series. Um, and I've also helped out with things uh, relating to response and recovery. With this, can you each share why mutual aid and partnerships are so important and what lessons you both have learned as emergency managers? Henry, let's start with you. Uh, sure. So, uh, I mean, what, what I've learned is what I thought I knew was that there's always something to learn. And every every disaster is unique and, and you can always take something away. You, you know, you never have enough experience. And you can always learn more. As I mentioned before, you know, being sort of closer to the ground gave me more appreciation for, you know, the goal of the operation to get to get people back to where they were. I, I have, I, you know, I had an opportunity, you know, we don't travel that much. Occasionally we do um, a, a few years ago to go down to Florida for a hurricane under Craig Fugate when he was running the Florida operation. Uh, and I learned a lot of things about running an EOC there and about the way they communicate and the discipline that they have inside uh, uh, the Florida EOC. And I brought a lot of that back to me. So, you know, going somewhere, you know, providing mutual aid, uh, you, know, go, you know, going to trainings and all those kinds of things are really important because there's always something new to learn. I agree with Henry. There's always something new that you can learn, um, you know, like in like Henry also mentioned, you know, we think we're different, but we're not. We're more similar than different. Uh, a lot of the things that they try to do uh, is what we try to do here. Obviously, sometimes we have more resources than other cities, and that's why mutual aid is so important. We have to help as much as we can. And I am so happy to be part of an organization, an agency that is always, uh, you know, very forward to that, very willing to always um, help out, whether it's Puerto Rico, other, um, you know, other states um, in, within, you know, the United States. So 
I think that there's always something new to learn, uh, at least for me in Puerto Rico. I cannot express how much, uh, how good it felt to be, you know, there helping out and being able to know that you're making a difference. And, you know, going back for training and knowing that the administration is actually listening and that they're willing to listen to the recommendations and, and you know, and implement that. That's, that's huge. That's important because it means that they're interested in the preparedness piece, which usually doesn't happen in a lot of the Caribbean countries. So I, that's very, very interesting for me. And that's something that I really was um, surprised um, and amazed to learn. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like Henry, I've worked for the city for a long time. And, um, you know, we always say, oh, we're different in New York. It's, you know, we're special, we're this, we're that, um, which it is, every place is. But I think also as you meet with people and you get to know, um, you know, especially within large cities, a lot of the issues, people are people and uh, systems are systems and bureaucracy is bureaucracy. So, um, you know, we've also seen, I would just give a shout out uh, because for different um disasters, like certainly during Hurricane Sandy, we had, uh, you know, mutual aid, which is through EMAC and some of the things you guys were talking about. I remember emergency managers coming in from Maine and from California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I'm sure lots of other places um, to help us out too. So, you know, it, it does go both ways, although, um, you know, the threshold is a little larger in New York City. But uh, given your experiences, what can and what should emergency managers do throughout the disaster cycle that they may not have considered before? I know, Joe Karina, I'm talking a little bit about preparedness. Um, and I think sometimes, especially, you know, we're blessed with a very large emergency management department. You know, other places, it's really smaller. And so preparedness may be seen more as like a luxury or as a nice to have instead of a critical piece. So, you know, what would your advice be to other emergency managers? Uh, you know, especially in smaller departments as they're looking at the disaster cycle and, and how to really prepare and train. So definitely preparedness, but also something that I think emergency management managers uh, always forget to do is also take time for yourself um, whenever you have that, that opportunity to do it, because you don't know when the next disaster is going to be, how long it's going to be for. So you definitely have to take care of yourself to be able to take care of others. And that's something that sometimes we are so focused on the emergency that we forget about us and that we forget that we have a family that we also have to look out for. So take care of yourself, take care of your family, and definitely prepare, prepare as much as you can because each disaster, you may have a plan for a disaster, but each disaster might bring you different challenges. So the better prepared you are, the better it's going to be for you to be able to handle the next emergency. Uh, that's a good one, Yokarina. I didn't have that on my list. Um, uh, I had learned a language. I had a lot of challenges with the language. Um, I spent too many years taking French. I should have taken Spanish. Um, but um, but I'm sort of serious about that. Um, but the other thing is, you know, go to these conferences and go to these meetings and, and meet people. Um, and, you know, so that you're, you know, you know, you have, you know, more people that you know out there. And so you're not really just meeting people in the middle of a disaster. And, and again, you know, learning, you know, in, in a way, this is one of those professions where you're constantly learning. Um, study different kinds of disasters on your off time. Like we don't usually get earthquakes and, you know, going down to Puerto Rico made me very interested in understanding that. And so I spent some time reading a couple of books uh, about how that works. So, um, you know, when you have downtime and you're, and you're taking care of yourself, uh, educate yourself as well. 
All very excellent and insightful points, speaking with Jokerina Duarte and Henry Jackson. It is rapid response time, and if you are a first-time listener, it's simple. Prep Talk will ask questions, and our guests will give the first answer that comes to mind. But before rapid response, here is a message from New York City Emergency Management. My name is Wes. I live in Staten Island, and I live in Zone 6. I first found out that I lived in a zone uh, prior to Hurricane Sandy. A good place to start would be by visiting nyc.gov forward slash knowyourzone. You can find information on evacuation centers. There are information about how to keep your pets safe and what to pack during a hurricane and how long typically help could arrive. Another tool that you can use would be signing up for the Notify NYC app you'll get up-to-date information on any emergencies throughout the city. Notify NYC provides free alerts and updates daily. New Yorkers can receive emergency alerts where it matters most to them, in their workplace or anywhere they are in the city. You can also follow Notify NYC via Twitter. Just be aware that you do have the resources to always be informed. New Yorkers have the power to be prepared for hurricanes. Know your zone, stay informed. You're listening to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. We're back with Rapid Response with Henry Jackson and Jokerina Duarte. We were going to ask them a few questions. Uh, Henry and Joka, what was your favorite part of deploying to Puerto Rico? Um, for me, it was helping people and connecting with people that needed the help, knowing that, you know, we're making a difference in someone's life. That was um, actually rewarding for me. And it made in making that decision of going down there, it all made sense once we were down there doing that. Uh, and for me, um, it, besides the food, which I love down there, um, it was the drive through the mountains to Penuelas. Um, I think on our second day, it's a beautiful drive and it was a beautiful day. Um, and it reminded me of when we were there before. So that was really my favorite part. So what is your top emergency preparedness tip, Joka? I know it sounds like we're repeating a lot, but we always say, I always say planning events. Uh, you will not have the time during an emergency to gather all your things that you may need, especially if, like me, you have someone with disability at home. Uh, so just plan in advance. Make sure that you have everything before an emergency. Yeah, and, and, and I would say, you know, again, it's not rocket science, but stay informed. I mean, you need to know what's going on. You need to know what's going on in your city. You need to know what's going on. If you're traveling, you need to know what's going on with the weather. Um, so stay informed, know what's happening, be educated. That sounds like a plug for Notify NYC, potentially. Right. Which, which we will accept. Hopefully all of our listeners are signed up for Notify NYC, but if not, check it out and please get signed up. Uh, all right. So to bring us home, uh, can you sum up the work that you do in one word? Uh, I would say it's everything. I mean, there's nothing that we don't do. I mean, well, I don't do. I think that I'm lucky to work for an agency that allows me to grow professionally in so many different ways that there's always an opportunity for me to do something. Um, so I would say the word is everything. I mean, I'm blessed to be part of an organization that do allow me to do and be part of not only different emergencies, but different projects. So that's my word. 
Uh, so I guess if I had to pick one word, um, it would be serve. I mean, that's what we're here to do is to serve, to help people. Um, and that gets you in all sorts of places. Speaking with Jokerina Duarte and Henry Jackson, thank you both. To bring it all home, as Christina said, this is a field where you're constantly learning. So whether you are being deployed or if you're just preparing, um, continue to learn and continue to educate yourself. Uh, reach out to other emergency managers, whether it's local, on the state level, the federal government, um, even NGOs and nonprofits. Like we, this is a this is a field where we're constantly learning, and it's always good to connect with others um, and find out how you can help. Yes. Thanks to you both for coming on. Um, thank you for all the work you've done in Puerto Rico. I suspect you have not seen the last of Puerto Rico from an emergency management standpoint. Um, so we appreciate you coming on the podcast and your willingness to give of yourselves down to help our, our fellow Americans. So thank you. Our pleasure. Thank you for inviting us. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.